welcome to Run With Purpose. This is episode number 31. Um, for you, those of you that are new to the show, my name is Flores, and I'm so very glad that you found this podcast. Would love if you subscribe. Um, you can find out, find us uh, everywhere podcasts are found, and you can always reach out to me on all the socials at flores.run. Now we're gonna be we're gonna be honest and transparent here in this episode uh, right off the bat. So um, you guys know I like to just record these episodes as one takes, and you know if I make a mistake, I make a mistake, and that's that's uh, that. However. Um, this, uh, this has been a multiple take thing. Um, I haven't gotten more than a couple minutes into the episode before freaking out and wanting to restart it. Uh, so I started, I was going to do a live thing on Facebook live. So you may have gotten a notification that I was going to go live. And then all of a sudden that post just deleted. Um, it wasn't working. The software was kind of being buggy and that sort of thing. And I didn't want to put something out if it wasn't good. Um, and then I was like, Hey, maybe I'll just film it. And then we can have the video for there. And that was also being buggy. So, uh, it was just frustrating me looking at the camera and seeing things go, uh, trying to organize myself, uh, seeing things go pretty crazy. So said, Nope, not going to do it. So yeah, episode 31, take two or three or whatever take this is. Um, but this is it. We're rolling with this one. So whatever I say in this one, this is real. So, uh, yeah, hope everyone has been doing well. It's been a few weeks since we released an episode or since I released an episode. Um, things have just been kind of busy. Um, training has been really good. I'm um, getting out with some friends and stuff like that, trying to keep sane. Um, I know, you know, we talked about it the last episode, two episodes ago, um, with all the coronavirus stuff, everything going on, um, that we are just trying to, you know, practice our social distancing and all of that jazz. But you know, it comes to a point where I need some people around me, even though I'm not a huge people person. A lot of the times, uh, every once in a while, it's good to have some people around just to kind of, you know, get out of the swing of things. It's, you know, love Kayla and all, but you know, we also need to hang out with some other people and stuff like that. So I think it's, it's good to get out of the house. Um, yeah. And just do those kinds of things. I mean, it's been, it's been a ton of fun running with the guys. So it's been helping my training, um, running with people that are faster than me to kind of help just keep spurring me along. Um, last week I was a guest on the doc on the run podcast. Um, that was super cool. We recorded it last week. I think it comes out this week. I'm not hundred percent sure, but once that actually happens, the, um, the, the episode itself, once it actually releases, I'll be sharing that uh, with everyone on the socials and stuff. I might actually post it as an episode as well, um, on my thread or on my, um, RSS feed, <clears throat> but I don't know how he feels about that. I might just direct you guys to his website. I think it's just doc on the run podcast.com. If you Google doc on the run, you're, you're going to find them. So it was a super nice guy. We kind of, we chatted because of the last episode talking about uncertainty and everything revolving around that. And then the whole idea with the podcast with intentionality and purpose and that sort of thing. And he really, uh, he really vibed with that. So that's what we talked about. Sorry, I need to set the headphone volume. There we go. Now I can hear myself. Um, so yeah, that's been there. And then I've been busy with some filming projects, doing stuff for church for Easter. Um, that was just last week or two weeks ago. The time, time is just flying by. Who knows what day it is right now? Um, but don't worry, I haven't forgotten about uh, Chasing Heartbreak <laughs> with my buddy, Mike. Um, I'm just super picky and I want to make sure it's perfect. So there's a few things I still need to get done with it and it's just a, a timing thing, but we'll have Mike on the show once that um, film gets finished so we can talk about that film and talk about the process and yeah, just everything went into it. It's a really cool story and I'm looking forward to, to sharing his story 
and everything that, that went along with that journey. Um, I think it's super important. Um, but kind of going off of that Boston talk, kind of, um, the last episode I made mention of possibly doing a mock marathon, um, to kind of really see how my training was going, um, to see, you know, if I was on the right path, if I was doing the right things. And if you were following me on socials today, um, and this is Monday, the day before it was recorded, this, uh, this episode releases rather, uh, marathon Monday, Boston marathon Monday. Um, I decided to do exactly that and run a marathon. I was like, Hey, you know, it's marathon money Monday, Boston marathon would have been today. Um, but you know, it's pushed back till September, but you know, maybe I can still put something, um, put something on the books with it and see how that training's going and that sort of thing. And, uh, I had this idea earlier in the week. It hasn't even been on my mind that long of actually doing it. Talked to Kayla a little bit about it and she was just being her supportive self. Like, yeah, you know, if that's what you want to do. Um, and I just took that as, Hey, you should do this. So I planned it out, found a route that I could do. Um, and today was the day. Uh, so thought I'd start the episode kind of talking some about that and kind of the, the, the idea of this episode and the, the name of the episodes, no excuses. Um, because this thought came to me while I was running today. And I think it's, I think it's a good message that we all need to hear, um, at some point in time. Um, but especially in times like now where things are just, things are just bonkers, you know, and we need to figure out what makes the most sense in these times for us and, and how to process through that. Um, but yeah, I'll get into some of the, the, um, I wouldn't say hypothetical stuff, but the deep stuff, we'll get into that later. But yeah, basically found a route that went from, um, those familiar with central Ohio went from Galena to Groveport, basically on the Alum Creek trail. So there's a trail in Ohio that goes, it's called the, um, Erie to Ohio, which goes from Erie Lake to the Ohio river. It followed most of that. And then it continued down further South down Alum Creek. Um, I can't remember what that trails called in Westerville and Galena. There's a special name for it before the Alum Creek trail officially starts. I can't, what it's thing was called, but I was on it for like four and a half miles or something like that beforehand. But, but yeah, we started, um, started this morning at seven 38. Um, and I, I went off pretty quick at the start. Um, do I have my splits up? I think I have them up somewhere. Yeah. So like the first few miles, like, so my goal, um, my first goal was the three forty-five, um, which would have been a 15 minute PR, 14 minute PR. Um, if I could pull that off and, and I needed an 835 pace to make that happen. And the first like three miles were, it was 816, 815, 818. Now, to be fair, I was going downhill and the wind was a little bit at my back, um, at the start. So I, I used that as my excuse of why I was going so fast, but I definitely went out probably harder than I should have. Um, whether I was paying for that later or not, it's hard to say, but it, it felt good. Um, Kayla was set up on a few spots to provide aid and stuff like that. And it was, it was pretty peaceful on the trails. Um, maybe because it was a Monday and people were working or, or maybe because it was early as well. Um, we had, we've been having some pretty decent weather in Ohio. The last few days have been kind of crappy with like rain and stuff like that. But today was going to be a really nice weather day. Um, it was supposed to be a little bit overcast. It wasn't, it was all sun, um, which was fine. Um, kept the temperatures in a relatively safe place. Never felt like it was overheating, but the, the sun definitely sucked the energy out of me. But yeah, it was super peaceful on the trail. Not many people, 
uh, walking and stuff like that on it. a few bike riders, not nothing too crazy, but there was a, there was a ton of animals, total wildlife, which is nice. There was a ton, a ton of Cardinals, uh, Cardinals and ducks is probably what I saw the most of. And, um, you know, the, the trail was, was pretty consistent. I, you know, I mapped it out and, and had it on my watch as well. And I did pretty well, um, kind of continuing on the trail just before mile 11, I actually took a wrong turn, um, and got turned around. And it was like one of those things where I was kind of getting like flustered and, and ticked off at myself of like, pay attention. Why are you, what's going on? Where are you at? What is going on? And, and, and luckily I had them, like I said, I had the, the course on my watch. So I pulled it up, took a deep breath and, you know, found out where I needed to go and realized where I had missed the turn. So I just literally like took a, a beeline directly across this like soccer field, um, to get back to the trail. So it was kind of, um, like hindsight, I'm glad the field wasn't like muddy or something like that. Cause that would have made for like a pain to actually go through. Um, but yeah, so did that and got back on course and, uh, I had, it, I, it was, it was a pretty, it was a really good actually first half of the, uh, of the, of the run. I actually ran the first half in a 148, which would be my fastest half marathon time. Um, felt super strong the entire time. Um, nutrition felt like it was on point. I didn't have any stomach issues, which was nice. Uh, the steps were going pretty good. My cadence and pace were, were pretty much in check, had a few fast miles, but nothing that was like overly crazy. Like mile 12 was like an eight Oh six. So I think that might've been my fastest mile. No, a couple of fastest mile, faster miles, but it was, it was one of the, the top three or four miles that were the fastest. And, um, um, all of which were, I think were in the first half. Um, but yeah, I had a really good first half. And I remembered most of this section from relay around Columbus. Um, if anyone remembers that race, that was a, a crazy thing. I think they did it three years and we did it two of them. Uh, the first year we DNF'd it cause we tried doing an ultra group when Chad, uh, my buddy Trevor and I, uh, didn't realize that it would take a lot of work to do that. Um, but it was pretty cool to kind of get reminded of some of those, but then at the, uh, by a mile 14 ish, that's about the same time that I actually got off of the trail when I was running relay around Columbus. So it was all new to me, um, which was pretty cool. Cause I got to see some familiar parts, some parts I was a little hazy about that. I didn't necessarily remember. Maybe I just blocked them out. Cause it was a, it was a rough, rough race that first year when I was running that section. Um, but after 14, it was all pretty new to me until I got further South and, and I had run some of that before as well. But, um, it was so new to me. I made this joke that I, that I almost ate pavement. Um, and it was a weird situation because I just wasn't paying attention. Um, I come around a corner and Kayla was set up at Ennis park. Um, basically waiting for me to go there and give me some Gatorade or I mean, Powerade, not Gatorade, Powerade. Cause I prefer my blue Powerade. Very specific on that. Um, <laughs> I don't know this. I'm, I'm so like ranty or like random right now. And I think it's, I'm still, I need sleep maybe. I don't know. It's only seven 30. So anywho, uh, I saw Kayla at the park and I took my eyes off the path for a second and that's all it takes obviously. And I kicked it, kicked a, um, a rooted area of the pavement and literally just like almost went and, and, you know, ate some pavement. Um, I caught myself luckily. Um, but you know, I tweaked my hip a little bit. I felt something like my ankle like rolled a bit and I'm like, great, this is exactly what I need. Like I think it was around like mile 14 and a half. And I'm like, 
seriously, like this is, this is how my day is going to end something stupid like this. And as I approached her, she was laughing. She asked if I was just excited to see her, you know, that I couldn't, couldn't wait to trip over myself or something like that. It was, it was funny, made me laugh and, and kept me pushing on. But, um, yeah, after that, uh, there was a few climbs that kind of tested my legs. Um, but I kept the pace strong, um, kept it under an eight thirty. Again, I needed an eight thirty five for a three forty five, and I was keeping everything under eight thirty. And, and in fact, only one mile, um, in the first 17 miles was over eight thirty, And that was a, um, that's when I got lost and I had to stop. So, uh, so that made me feel really good. Um, however, <laughs> around mile 18, uh, I really started to feel it. And every mile thereafter was over eight 30. Um, so, uh, you know, I did, I did some math at that point, which is you know something we've always talked about not to do. Um, and knew that I was still in pretty good shape if I can hold a nine minute pace, um, at least a nine minute pace for the rest of the time. So it'd give me a little bit of a cushion there because uh, I had about a four minute cushion on the time at the halfway point. Um, mile 20 though, like, it was just those two miles just absolutely killed me. There's a couple of little climbs and I don't know what it was. My stomach wasn't, my stomach was fine. Sorry. My, like I started feeling like lightheaded and nauseous. I felt like I was going to pass out a few times. So I had to like back off the pace big time. And, um, Kayla gave me some, yeah, at mile 20, I saw her and I didn't look good. She's like, you okay? And I'm just like, water, please. And then I kept moving. Um, and that was actually the first time I had walked at all. I walked like, like 45 seconds, I think, or something like that to kind of just give myself a break. And she had give me some jelly beans at mile 21 the next time I had seen her. Um, and, uh, and then that helped a little bit, but for, for about a mile, a little over a mile, I was like in my own little pity party and it was, it was bad. It was one of those where I was like, what am I doing? Why can't I like, you know, you need to be better than this. Why are you slowing down? And like everything hurt. I felt lightheaded. But then once the jelly beans kicked in all that sugar, uh, I snapped out of it and I kept moving on. And then, uh, saw Kayla once more outside of the circle K uh, outside of refugee road, uh, for those of you that are familiar with the area again. Um, and then I had two and a half miles to the finish. Um, at that point I knew my goal, a time of three forty five was gone. Um, but I did have a B goal. It's always good to have a B C and D goals. Um, but my B goal was getting three fifty, and I knew that if I could keep moving forward, um, I'd be able to get that. And that's exactly what I did. Um, I hit 26.26 miles, uh, just cause it was a cool number. I know I just needed 26.2. I don't know what the decimals are. I know it's 26 miles, 385 yards, but I don't know what that difference is. Cause anytime you're mixing two units of measurements, that's always a problem. But, uh, stopped the watch there and, and was 349.40 was, was the time. Um, and that was a new marathon PR. It's officially an unofficial PR is what I'm calling it. Uh, cause obviously it wasn't a race, so I can't count it as a marathon PR, but covering that distance there, uh, super proud of that, super proud of the training that I've put in to get to that point. Um, and it actually probably been a little faster cause I did have to slow down at a couple intersections. I had to stop at two intersections and wait for to cross. There wasn't many, very many intersections to cross, which was nice, but the ones that I did have to cross were very big ones. So, that was kind of frustrating, but you know, who knows? Maybe it, maybe it helped me a little bit to get a, a quick breather in, uh, not be moving, but who knows? Um, but yeah, once I stopped my watch, called Kayla, let her know that I, uh, I was like, yeah, honey, I did it. I did it. And she's like, um, no, you didn't. Cause you're not here. And I was like, oh wait, yeah, that's right. Uh, cause from the wrong turn and then the way I'd drawn up the course, I was ended up being about a half a mile away from where I originally mapped out to be. Um, but luckily she met me with some water and stuff like that. And then 
made our way home, grabbed some Cordoba, uh, which they have some impossible meat to put in your burritos. And it's so good. Uh, and then we headed home to eat. Um, and then I went to work the rest of the day. <laughs> you know, most people would just rest to relax and stuff like that. And I decided I was going to work because why not? But yeah, that was a, that was a quick, quick and dirty of the, uh, of the race today. It's, you know, it's probably still fresh in my mind. Um, and I don't want to rant about it for, you know, don't want a 50 minute episode and half of it is me talking about this run or whatever, but it was, it was a really good, I felt, I feel really good today. Um, not as good as I did as in my 359 because I was at a race and it was with my, my friend with Mike and, and the family was there, like Kayla was there and, um, some friends were there and it that was a really, really cool day. Um, because it was something I was trying to go for for so long. And really, this is the first time outside of that, that I've trained hard and tried to get an actual time goal like that on the back to backs. I have time goals, but nothing this hard, um, pushing myself to, and, you know, kind of pushing myself to some limits there. And, um, I learned some things about, um, how I need to, to prepare a little better in certain areas. And then other things I still just need to figure out cause I I'm still confused by them, but of why things happen. Like why was I lightheaded and stuff like that? Um, but I would say, you know, for not having aid for every, but like two and a half to four miles ish, depending on the area. Um, some places were like a mile and a half, but most of them were in that, that two and a half to four mile range. And, you know, Kayla supporting me there and having to carry some nutrition for a while and, and then having to stop here and there, you know, I think I'm, I'm very, very excited for this. Uh, it was a 10 minute PR. So yeah, um, I can't, I can't say how, how much ex- how excited I am about that. And I know I'll, I'll look back on it tonight and tomorrow and be thinking like, Oh, I should have said this or I should have said that, but I wanted to kind of get it out there as of now. And just a side note to thank Kayla. I know she's not going to listen to this, but, uh, she was super helpful in, in getting things done. I mean, she had had, we got plastic cups and she was pouring the water and Gatorade cups. So I quickly grab it and then she was picking up my trash, um, as I put it on the side of the road. So obviously we weren't littering, we'd be picking everything up. And even one time, I made like a spreadsheet for her to tell her what I would need at each one of the stops. And I need, I wrote, I need to gel. And she took that as I wanted the gel, like right then and there, not knowing that I just wanted to carry the gel to then eat it. Like, I think it was like a half a mile or a mile later. And she had the gel open. She's like, Oh, the gel's already open. I'm like, Oh, I appreciate it, honey, but I'm not eating that for another mile. So yeah. So we learned, we learned our lesson of the communication there, but yeah, it was with, without her, this probably wouldn't have happened. Um, I can guarantee that wouldn't have happened because I wouldn't have had the support I needed. And there's no way I would have wanted to carry, uh, all of my nutrition for that far for that fast. So, um, so all of that being said, the reason, uh, I think I said, I can't remember which take I'd said this at, but the name of the episode this week is no excuses. As you can see from the title bar in your podcast app. And the reason it's called no excuses is I feel like in this situation we're in with COVID-19 and this, you know, apocalypse pandemic or whatever we want to end up calling it. It's, we can, we can be so quick to respond in with excuses in anything of why we, why we can't do anything, why we shouldn't do anything, whatever the case might be in. Uh, it just made me think while I was running, you know, we, we can't control necessarily what happens to us. Like, you know, there may have been some foresight we could have had in this, this virus. Um, but it was still going to happen. And 
then things were still going to happen because of it. And we can't control that. The only thing we can control though, is how we respond to it. Um, specifically talking about running and that sort of thing, you know, with people having races that are canceled or postponed or, um, you know, people doing virtual races, whatever the case might be, we're not, we're planning to be at a location and run with thousands of people and it's not happening. Even in the midst of that, I wanted to personally, you know, make sure I wanted to test my training, um, in, in that circumstance, I could have made excuses, um, and just, you know, just wasted quote unquote, my training, you know, like what's the point since I don't have a race coming up to, to push myself harder and continue on. Cause this decision was made, you know, three or four weeks ago. And I, I, I still kept training and that sort of thing, not knowing that I was going to run today, but still pushing on it and still putting the, putting the time and effort in. But I think it's all in how I, I did respond in that, um, you know, having the positive attitude, I, I saw it as an opportunity that even though we weren't going to be doing the race, I, I could test my training, make necessary uh, adjustments and to have a, a better race in the fall, or better races in the fall, since all of my races are moved to the fall. I think a lot of times we get stuck in this like pity party where it's, it, we want people to, to join in, in, in f- our, I mean, our pity party of us feeling bad for ourselves and have people join in on it to, to justify our thoughts, to make sure that, Hey, the way I'm feeling, um, it's justified and, and there's a reason for it and you understand the reason and I'm not just acting crazy or or whatever the case might be. But I think we, we use that pity party and people join in on it because we're, we're all kind of in this unknown kind of realm where we make these excuses and then just have everyone buy in and believe it. And I don't know if that's a bigger like cultural issue or what it is, but we just need to stop buying the BS that people are saying, you know, like I think we all need to be held accountable for the things that we're doing we're not doing and not just making excuses for them, blaming situations on other people or circumstances or whatever the case might be. Just take responsibility for ourselves in those situations. You know, I think if we go back to like my run, um, there were a few times that I had to, to take a, a, a short minute walk to kind of get over myself. And that's really what the pity party is. You just got to get, it's, you're, you're all about yourself in that specific situation of pity or, or, oh, poor me. Look what I'm having to go through. And really for my sake, all I, I was the moron that I said it would be a good idea to run a marathon today. Um, and you know, I had to take that minute walk and kind of just get over it. And I think it's okay to give yourself some time to, to, to reflect and to be in that moment, to be in that, that pain or anguish or whatever the case might be. But I think what happens next is the most important part of that. We can have that reflection time. We can have all of these thoughts in our head, but what, what the the next thing that happens is so important because do we bounce back and continue to push forward and continue to work or do we continue in the pity party? Poor me, you know, throw it on social media, showing all these things that are happening to me, or this is happening. Like, yes, guess what? Other people are also losing their jobs, but you probably have a home. 
You probably have food to eat. Some people are losing that. And it's crazy to me when you see, you know, and I get passionate about this stuff, just seeing it in, in the organizations I get to work with is the people that, you know, are, are hurting in those aspects. They're so much grateful for what they have. And I think that kind of goes down to it too, is where we, we, we feel like we expect things that it should just be given to us because of, of whatever the case might be. Not, not, not on a political standpoint. We're not going to talk about stimulus checks and all that kind of thing, but I feel like we can get to a point where people feel like they are, are deserve, um, a specific thing. I don't even know where I'm going with this. This is completely off my notes, <laughs> but we can get into this mindset that we deserve something and we, and we have that expectation of it. And if it doesn't play out that way, it's poor us in that situation. You know, I would have rather just had a great run today and nothing go wrong. But, you know, I've always said, it. it's like, there's no story in that. Who wants to listen to that? Um, Mark Carroll has always said, he's like, no one wants to hear the, the race you had that was perfect weather, no issues at all. You just glided on air and had this. We want to hear the horror stories. We want to hear the, the pain and the grit you had to push through to get to the finish line. And that's exactly what I did today. I am hurting. I'm having to like move around a lot. So uh, that's why I'm going away from the microphone here and there, but it's, you know, everything hurts, but I'm hurting, but you know what? I I have, I have my memories and my story of this and I won't forget this because of that. Uh, But going back to the giving yourself time and then, and then the next step being so important, I know there are some things that aren't easy to, to quote unquote, get over. And I'm not necessarily talking about getting over something, it goes back to that probably like, um, forgiving is easier than forgetting kind of mentality. Um, but it's not about getting over something. It's just moving past it. The thing is still there, whatever it might be, you know, in our case, COVID-19, like it's still around, but you can look to people that are people that are happy in this situation aren't focused on the external circumstances. They're focused on their reaction to it. They're focused on what they're doing to make the most out of their life in the situation that they're in. You know, here in the U S we've had, you know, there's some States that have a little more lockdownish type mentality than others, but really we're really still free to go around. We're not like these other countries where they're literally locking people in houses and saying, you cannot leave unless you're going to the grocery store. And even then you got to buy only essential items or whatever the case might be. I think we can get, um, <clears throat> these things are, are still happening and they're going to continue to happen, but we have to move past it and continue moving forward and not just let these, these really in, in the grand scheme of things, small things control how we live our lives. I don't know. I think maybe, maybe some people listen to this think I'm an insensitive of the situation, but I think there, there are more people living in fear right now because they don't I mean it goes back to the uncertainty we just don't know what's happening and if you live in fear you're kind of holding on to I can't control this so I'm afraid of it and that is how we respond we just respond in fear we don't respond and and move past the situation or the circumstance to see what's actually on the other side of it you know it's it's not easy to get over something. 
but it's not about getting over it. It's about moving past it. We can only control our response in those situations. You know, I could have been so bent out of shape with Boston and all of that stuff. And I talked about that in this last episode with uncertainty. I guess this kind of wraps into that now that I'm actually thinking about it. Um, just going off my conversation with Doc on the run. Um, but I could have been so upset about that and just been pity poor me. I'm not going to train. This is ridiculous. I just wasted a training cycle and, and all of these things. But I found an opportunity to it. And my friend Kayla, we were talking about it today. Um, and well, talking about it via um, Slack because that's the only way we work now. Um, and she she said a pretty cool comment. I told her I was going to steal, but she said she was she was. I still think it's so cool that you made lemonade out of the lemons. And that's really it. This is the hand that we were dealt in this situation. You know, and everyone's hands are different. So I'm not going to say that my, obviously my hand is not, my biggest issue right now is I don't have a race to run. I know that's not a real issue in the grand scheme of things. We all have our own hands and our own things that affect us on our day to day. So I'm not trying to say that my thing is any, is any more important than yours or, or life altering than yours, but we'll get past that. But we're all handed these, these lemons, but what are we doing with it? I think, I think it's so important, our response in these situations. What we get out of it is going to be how we responded to it. If we responded in fear or trying to control more, try to grasp more, we're, we're, putting, we're putting too much hope on ourselves. And, and the circumstances around us. And if you put your hope in the circumstances that are around you, I mean, they're always going to change. There's a video I saw on YouTube. I don't know if it was a comedian or she was just a YouTube person or whatever, but she had a video of like talking to, talking to her January self, like as of now. And it was so funny because it's talking about all these things like, oh, I have all these trips planned. And she's like, oh no, you don't. And then she's like, pull all of your money out of the stock market do all of these things. But it's like, we have, you know, literally just in January, we knew this stuff was happening around the world, but it wasn't happening here. It wasn't affecting us. Who cared? And I say that sarcastically, but you know, we don't want people to die. It's not, it's not what I'm saying there, but it wasn't in our backyard. So we weren't concerned about it. But now that it is, things, things have gotten a lot different because it came real to us but times can change so quickly. Again, that was just in January, just a couple months ago. I think Kayla and I said, it's been just over a month since, since I've been working from home and she's been working from home as well. And it's like, okay, so we've been home for a month. Who knows, who knows how long this is going to continue to last. I think I'm supposed to be going back to work on June 1st, but who knows how, if that's going to be the case, but you know, next year it can be something else. It's always going to be something. If we put too much focus on the circumstances that are around us, we're not going to live our lives because we're going to be so afraid about the next thing there. And we're going to make all of these excuses of why we can't do something because of the circumstances that are hitting us. But I'm telling you, it's not about the circumstances. It's how you respond to them. If you continue with the same response, knowing that you're going to persevere in any situation that is thrown at you, 
then that's your answer. And you're going to continue to do it regardless of what happens. That's like a semi, semi preaching message right there, (laughs) but it's so true. It's so easy for us to just make excuses about why we can and cannot do things. And it's not even just about something like a, a virus or anything like that. We do it in everyday life of, we don't have time. We talked about that in an episode of our goals or, you know, basically wrapping everything that I've talked about on this show. We make so many excuses about why we can't do things. And really it's us. We're the ones determining what we can and can't do. And I mean, I would say a few years ago, I'd probably limit myself more than I am now, but it just, I just noticed it's not a way to live. There's so much to this life. And if if I just make excuses and blame other people or blame the circumstances around me or the hand that I was dealt, what kind of life is that? Yeah. I don't know. Sorry for the little preaching message there, but yeah, that's, that's how I feel. So full circle, get out there, do something. If you had a spring race that got canceled and or postponed to the fall, do something. I'm not saying go out and run a marathon um, if you're not trained to do it, you know, whatever the case might be, but go do something. Um, I think, I think you, you, we can all do more than we, we think we're capable of. And in this time, it'd be a great time to find out what you're made of. Push yourself to the limit. I posted this on, on Instagram the other day, but if it doesn't, if it doesn't stretch you, it's not worth doing. That's the only way you're going to get stronger is if you stretch yourself. And that's what I did today. Push myself to where, you know, I would say even six months ago, I wasn't sure I'd be able to get here, but you know, I had, I had focus and determination and this is what I wanted to do. So I put in the work and, and now look, you know, I didn't hit my A goal, but now I know what I need to do to get there. And I, you know, I know I can have a stronger run this fall because of, because of what I did today. So yeah, get out there, just do something. That's what I got to say. That's my, that's my message for today. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the, that's the, the main portion of our episode there. A uh, few things. Hangry gear is still online. Um, you can go to hangryraceseries.com, click on the store button, or just go to store.hangryraceseries.com and you can purchase the hangry gear there. We've got, um, a decent amount of shirts left. The hoodies are going pretty quick though. They are super comfy. So you definitely don't want to miss out on those and we can ship, um, we can ship those anywhere in the continental United States. Um, if you are international and would like one, let me know. And we can, we can talk about what those shipping costs would be and get those over to you. Um, the doc on the run podcast that will be coming out again, I think it's this week but I'm not too sure. Um, but once it is, I will let you guys know. And the Mississippi blog for the Mississippi blues marathon will actually be coming up this week. I sent it to my editor. Um, so hopefully she can get that back to me. It's a little long and she's probably going to yell at me, but 
that's okay. That's how it happens. Um, you can reach out to me on social media everywhere at flores.run. Um, remember, uh, subscribe. If you're not subscribed, leave a review of the podcast. It helps other people find the podcast. If you find this stuff interesting, um, whatever the case might be, leave a, a rating, which would be great. You know, five-star rating uh, or really whatever you want. I don't want to tell you to give me five stars. Give me whatever you, give me whatever you think I deserve. And then, but just leave a comment so I can read that as well. I like reading those. Um, you can visit my website, www.flores.com for all of my blogs and links and that sort of thing. Oh, the fun, this uh, race was for a fundraiser for Boston Team BMC. Check it out. Thanks for joining me today. Remember to keep running with purpose one step at a time. We'll see you next week. Thank you.